Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions and provides unbiased answers. Invest Talk, over 31 million downloads and counting. I wanted to get your opinion on ticker symbol. I just really like it as a long term play. Uh, appreciate the show, appreciate all the knowledge. Thanks, guys. Your participation makes it unique. 888 99Chart. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. Well, here in Southern California, it's still pretty warm where I live in Orange County. South Orange County, really, which is closer to San Diego County than L.A. Uh, it's it's pretty nice. Irvine, which is just up the street from me, 86 degrees today. That was kind of warm. Anaheim, 82, which is another 20 minutes north of me. Now, if you're headed to the mountains here, and mountains here are maybe an hour and a half, two-hour drive to Big Bear Lake, it's about 61 degrees, so it's still pretty comfortable even though that's much higher elevation, obviously. And I noted, noted today Chicago is 56 degrees, so it's really autumn-ish. You know, I lived in the Northeast in New Jersey for seven, eight years while I worked in Manhattan. And uh, by this time, it's pretty, it's getting chilly. Leaves are falling and everything, and that's really pretty. Not much of that happens in California. So no matter what part of the country you're in, it doesn't matter where you are, you still are achieving or trying to achieve financial freedom. That is always the objective. So we're living in a time when we can't let ourselves become distracted. We can't. I mean, think about it. If you're approaching retirement, you need to protect that asset, that, that nest egg, and grow it at the same time. And sometimes those are conflicting goals. So it's difficult. I'll help. That's what we're, this show is all about. That's what Invest Talk is all about. We want to help you. So I always start off with our mission statement, uh, independent thinking and shared success. And uh, that's my promise that I'm going to provide facts. Okay? As you ask them, I'll provide the facts as I can, the best information I can provide in the software I download and pay for every month. So please call. I'll try to do it without bias, and I'll try to be as fair as possible. I'm Steve Peasley, and I encourage you to contact me during this hour. Anything financial, any financial questions we're willing to talk about, I'll talk about them. And if you've never called before, well, now's the time to do it. Why not? 888-99-CHART is the number. We're live, 4 to 5 Pacific time. That means right now I'm live, and you can call and ask your questions. If you can't call during the live program, you can call afterwards and leave your questions, and we'll get to those questions. We promise. So let's go right to it. Let's get to the first question. How's it going? Duncan from New York. I wanted to follow up on a phone call about a strategy of me trying to be defensive in the stock market. Uh, I talked to you guys about SPXU. I had a call for until the end of next year. Uh, I thought with the volatility that, you know, that there might be like a small correction or something like that. Um, and it's not doing so well. So I, with Tesla's earnings and I'm sure with another 
big heavy week of earnings that companies are going to be doing a great job passing off the inflation to consumers or the supply chain woes or anything like that. All I'm looking for is for you to tell me if I should still hold it, if I should just cut my losses or, or so forth. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, this is this is a ETF Pro Shares Ultra Pro Shares. It tracks S and P 500 on the inverse side. In other words, it goes down if the S and P goes up, and it goes down 300 percent. Don't buy these ETFs. Get out. Don't don't do it. Just don't. And you know, don't bet against the market, especially when it's in an upward trend and has been for since the COVID low. Don't bet against it. Don't try to guess the top. It's impossible. Okay, you can kind of guess occasionally. Once in a while, you'll be right. But you can't do it consistently enough to make it worth your while. You're much better off just going on the upside because the market has a bias to the upside over long periods of time. Just, I would be out. I don't do these leverage funds. I think they're a mistake. I'm not saying you can't short the market. I'm just saying you don't use leverage to do it. And I wouldn't short the market at this time. I just would not. We're going into the best time, the best two to four months of the year. Uh, Earnings are really strong. Government's thinking about spending more billions, trillions of dollars. The negative is inflation. Uh, The Federal Reserve is going to start slightly tightening money. And we have a really big problem with the supply chain besides COVID. So, but we all know COVID and we all know the supply chain chain is bad. I think it's already built into the market and the market seems to just shrug it off. So I wouldn't, I'd be out. I'd be out. My focus point today concerns a story behind the question, will this be a brutal winter for the energy markets? Will it be? Well, we'll see. Leaders of the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, and the Bank of Japan have all publicly said that supply chain bottlenecks could cause heightened inflation for a prolonged period. Now, if you've been listening to me, I've been saying that for over a year now. I checked. I wanted to say I wanted to see when I first started talking about inflation. It was about a year ago, saying it looks like we're going to have some inflation, and I think it's it's we. I don't see it ending. I don't. Uh, the Fed thinks it's going to calm down a bit. We're going to get some inflation economic news out later this week, and we'll see. We'll just see. Other topics I want to talk about, durable goods report. <laughs> Not so good. Um, uh, Google, I want to talk about their earnings. as blowout earnings for Google. And I want to talk the U.S. Federal Communications Commission's recent decision concerning a Chinese company. I want to talk about that. I think that's going to be pretty, um, I think that it's going to be something that as investors, we need to be very conscious of what's going on with the FTC and China companies. That's what we're going to talk about. My trivia question today concerns a soda pop stock and the history of soft drinks. Are you interested in that? You know, I, I was back in Atlanta and I saw, uh, I went to the museum, the Coca-Cola Museum. Fascinating. If you ever get to Atlanta, go back to the Coca-Cola machine, uh, Museum. They have a really nice little uh, museum that and they have a little show and they have, you know, the history of Coke and all that stuff. Very interesting stuff. 
The market, the Dow was down 266 points, the S&P down 23, and the Nasdaq was up just a fraction of one point. So that's what it did today. Not much, except the Dow was down big. So we'll see. Gold uh, was was down, but not just a fraction also, nothing much. So that was what's going on in the market. There's nothing driving it one way or the other today. Uh, I, th- I think earnings have been very, very good. I think that's gonna con- that story is going to continue. I think it is a busy Invest Talk Wednesday, and I'll keep the momentum going. Answering your financial investment questions, you got the call. You can call anytime you want. Eight 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 ninety nine chart. No two investors have an identical portfolio, so each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take InvestTalk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. Every Friday on the program and the podcast, Steve Peasley shares highlights from the newest edition of the KPP Premium Newsletter. Listen Fridays to Invest Talk. And now, Steve and Justin welcome your calls and questions. 888 99 Chart. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Josh from Ontario, Canada. Thank you so much for the podcast. I listen every night. And I really appreciate the time that you guys put in to help us out. My question is regarding portfolio percentages. Um, I own around 50 shares of Tesla that I purchased in the beginning of 2019. At the time, uh, this only made up around probably 3 to 4% of my o- overall portfolio. Um, I've never sold any or added to my position in Tesla. But since then, the stock has risen over 1,400%. And due to the gains, it currently sits at about 53% of my portfolio. Now, I know there's an element of fear and greed here, but since it has done so well for me, I've always been hesitant to trim. I believe I will trim now that it has hit another all-time high, but what would your advice be in terms of quantity to keep or to sell? Thanks again, guys. I'll be listening on the podcast. Well, it's always a challenge. You know, if you're managing a portfolio stock – and that means you buy 3 to 5% of any one stock, twenty, no more than 20% of any one sector. And then one of the stocks just takes off, like he described Tesla. What do you do then? That's the huge winner that's driving everything. And do you pull the trigger too soon? When do you pull it? And that's always a difficult question. What I would do is I'd follow it up with the trend line. I don't necessarily would sell it, even though it's now way more overbalanced in your portfolio, and your portfolio is way out of whack. 
Uh, and if it does you know, break down of the uh, of a, an upward sloping trend line, if it breaks down, then I'd trim it. Because, you know, you want to, as I said before, last, last few days, you want to ride the horse as long as you can ride the horse. And uh, Tesla is extremely overpriced, but it always has been. But competition is coming, hot and heavy. We all know that. And I just can't see them continuing up like this forever. So just just be prepared to cut it way back when it starts to show that you need to. And that would be breaking a, a, a draw a trend line on the, on a chart from bottoms, three at least three, connect three bottoms in the recent rise and connect them all up and say, if it breaks below that line, I'm going to cut. That way, if it continues to run on you, at least you're getting the benefit of it. That's probably what I would do. I mean, it's going to make $8.11 next year, which is a huge growth after a huge growth this year. $8.11 a share, but it's $1,038 stock. Yeah. Well, so what is that? A hundred plus, a hundred and hundred fifty PE? Very expensive for an auto company with return to equity 17%, which is good. It's very good. Cash flow is $5 strong. Sales growth is huge, and that's what it's being, everybody's buying because of the growth. But with all the competition coming in the next couple, three years, I can see it having trouble. We'll see. My focus point today concerns the story behind the question, why will this be a brutal winter for the energy markets? I'm not so sure the energy markets will be brutal. I think they'll make plenty of money. <laughs> I think it's the the company, the countries that need energy, they can't get it. You're just going to have to pay up for it. There'll be energy out there, uh, but it's tight. You're going to have to pay for it. So I can see oil. I can see oil going to hundred dollars a barrel. Not a problem. I can see that. So we'll see. Leaders in all the major banks, federal federal banks around the world, all see problems with the supply chain and disruptions, and it's going to be here for a while. What's a while? Talking to my wife the other day, and I said a while means, to me, most of next year we're still going to have this problem. By the end of next year, by Christmas next year, I think most of the problem will be behind us. But it's going to take that long time, I think. You know, we don't, no one really knows. Everybody has their speculation. But I, I'm pretty sure it's going to last a while, pretty long time. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Uh, we'll tackle some, uh, some tune, uh, iTunes questions here in a, in a bit. It'll be coming up. Um, and we're, you're listening to Best Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ends. Said that a million times. I'll say it a million more. You gotta stay focused. We're gonna take your calls live at 888-99 Chart.
Invest Talk is all about above average investing for the average investor. And the question is during the market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady? Um, I wanted to see if you thought that that was a safer place to park the money for long term. My question has to do with insuring residential rental properties. Just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap. What's your question? You're the best person to ask it. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is made possible by KPP Financial, where Invest Talk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. Now, as you know, I like to report on economic numbers. I look at them all the time, but I like to report on the ones on the show here, the ones I think are important. And, you know, I do that more completely in the newsletter, but during the show, I'll talk about that minis that come out that I think we should take a look at. Durable Goods Report came out for September today. It shrank four-tenths of a percent. They expected it to shrink one-tenth, the experts did, and it grew 1.3% last month. Now, the problem with the Durable Goods Report, Durable Goods are those things that last three years or longer, durable stuff. Why do we even count that? Because if people buy durable goods, they feel confident in the economy. They feel confident in spending their money, more money than normal, because things that last three years or longer are usually more expensive. But the problem with that report is it includes airplanes and automobiles, which dominate cost, right? The cost of those darn things. So airplanes get us a lot of sales in airplanes this, this month, but not next month. It affects it greatly. So to solve that little problem, you look at the core durable goods sales report. So what does the core look like? And that will exclude airplanes and automobiles. So last month, meaning in August, it was up five-tenths of percent, core durable goods. In September, that was reported today, it was up eight-tenths of a percent. So what that tells you is that airplanes and automobiles skewed the number badly, but if you look at the basic underneath systems of buying and selling durable goods looks pretty healthy. So don't always look at just the top line number when these reports come out. That's the lesson here. And try to remember, most of them are lagging economic indicators. This durable goods report is lagging. Lagging, meaning you're looking at past effects. But you're also looking for trends. So you want to see what the trend is and see if the trend is changing, down or up. So you got just just got to pay attention. So when people take time to leave an Investor Podcast review on iTunes, we really do appreciate it. And we want to thank those people if, with a quick look at any question they might have. So they will we'll get it right on the show as fast as possible. So here's one that came in from Oliver. My question is about OVV. Bought and sold it a few times. Now finally got into long-term position at around $25. What is your opinion? Hold it, sell it, or buy it? Now, see, if you bought it for long term, you shouldn't be asking that question, right? 
You, you're saying you bought it for long term. You traded it a few times. Now you bought it for long term. What's long term to you? To me, long term is at least a year and, and at most forever. This is OVV, is Oventive, Oventive Inc. It is a $9.8 billion company, so pretty pretty large company, engaged in exploration and production of natural gas, oil in the British Columbia, Alberta area, and in the U.S. So it's an oil company, oil natural gas company. Earnings are going to be $5.42 this year after only being $0.35 cents a share last year. Then it's going to be $7.83. It's a $37 stock, so it's awfully, awfully inexpensive, cheap. I mean, we're looking at a 5 PE. Well, what's the range? What does it normally sell at? Between 1 and 47 PE. So 5 is low, but it's been a lot lower too. But it's also been a lot higher. Uh, cash flow is very strong at 752 a share. Um, I would just hold on to it. I, I, I see no, I think it looks like there's going to be a lot of resistance around $60, $70 a share. So for right now, it's at 37. I, Shoot, I'd hold on to it. No reason to sell it. No reason to sell. Okay. Okay, let's squeeze in another iTunes review question from Chance. Hey, guys, thank you for the continued education. I was hoping you could give me some insight on SSNT. 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 Silver Sun Technologies, a very tiny company out of New Jersey. Tiny meaning it's only worth $26 million. The market cap, total market cap. These are the kind of companies that are very risky, super risky. They do make money. They're going to make, they made four cents a share last year and they're going to make 52 cents a share this year. What do they do? Provides managed, managed services, hosting, business continuity, uh, cloud, email, and web services. But being only 26 million market cap, someone could snap that up in a heartbeat or it can go out of business in a heartbeat. So um, er, uh, sales are not growing fast enough. Only 6 to 10%. That's not fast enough. I, I would stay away from it myself because it's so risky. Okay? If there's anyone among us who had never tried a soda pop, I doubt it. We all tried it. We may have different flavors, flavors, you know, there's millions of them. So, but it's almost everywhere. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. When, as in which year, was Total Pop invented? And which do you suppose has the larger market valuation today? Coca-Cola or Pepsi? At the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open, and I encourage you to give me your best talk questions. 888 chart Got a question for Steve or Justin? Just kind of wondering if this stock is a value trap. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, 
It's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. With inflation impacting all areas of the global economy, how should investors adjust their strategy to take advantage of emerging opportunities? You'll get the answer to this and other key questions at the free InvestTalk Wealth Webinar. And it's happening on Thursday, November 18th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. But you've got to register. Go to investtalk.com, scroll down to the November 18th free webinar button and click to register. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. When, as in which year, was Soda Pop invented? And which do you suppose has a larger market cap valuation? Coca-Cola or PepsiCo? Which one? Okay. You know, millions of this stuff is sold every year. Millions and millions of cases are sold every year. Every year. So, the name is derived from the phrase soda water, 
which amazingly dates back to 1798. That's a hundred years before I guessed. But even further back, 1767, a man named Joseph Priestley invented the first ever carbonated water mixture. Priestley was a, born in England, died in Pennsylvania. Okay, he at age 70. But among the uh, but along the way, Priestley, a chemist, as I said, uh, was discovered a way to fuse carbonated dioxide with water. Ever since, of course, we've been drinking the stuff. Okay, so um, so what's 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 it worth today? What's Coca Cola worth, and what's Pepsi? Coca Cola is a bigger company. Valuation is two hundred thirty nine billion dollars. Pepsi is only two hundred twenty two billion dollars. That's it. By the way, Pepsi was first introduced as Brad's drink. B R A D apostrophe S. Brad's drink. In New Bern, North Carolina, United States, in 1893. 1893. How about Coca-Cola? 1885 by uh, well, at Pemberton's Eagle Drug and Chemical House, a drugstore in Columbus, Georgia. And that's why they're headquartered in Georgia still. That's where the museum's in Atlanta, Georgia. Go there if you ever get a chance. Pretty interesting. Okay, let's keep moving along. Back to Invest Talk Voice Bank for the question that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve. Hey, Justin. My name is Khalil. I've been listening to you guys a little bit over a year now, and I have a couple of questions. So I am 24. I'm about to turn 25 in July, and I've kind of listened to everything you guys said. I kind of spread my money around. Don't leave it at just one sector. A question for you. So my girlfriend, we've been getting a little serious now. It's been over three years, so I am thinking about popping a question. She has a daughter, so I am thinking about purchasing a home. Even though I don't necessarily need to purchase a home, I just think you'd be a little bit of a better investment instead of me throwing the money into renting. So I want to see what you guys would think. If that if it's better for me to go ahead and just do as I say, get a 15-year mortgage or get a 30-year mortgage, throw a little bit more money um, uh, towards transfer, especially since I'm a little younger. I don't have too too many um, uh, things that I have to worry about right here financially. And I'm in sales, so I'm getting 80 to 100K this past three years. Hopefully, it's still going to be the same. So just a, a couple of questions for you guys. And thank you so, so much. I appreciate all your help throughout the years. Take care. Bye-bye. Yes, I like real estate as an investment. I like it to have your house uh, and not paying rent receipts. And there's an argument that, you know, is what's better? Well, I'm, my opinion, I've made lots of money in real estate over the years. My opinion is real estate is a good investment. Just buy good location. It's all about location for real estate. And you get a tax write-off. So even if you're paying low mortgage, which is a very low right now, you still get to have that tax wrap. I like all those things. And I actually would prefer a 30-year mortgage to keep the payments as low as possible, but I'd also pay extra. I always paid extra on mine to get to pay it off in 15 if I can. I'd like to get rid of it as soon as possible. So uh, especially if you're going to get married and you have a child, I mean, you got to have a nice place to live. I mean, and, you know, you want a child to grow up in a family home. I mean, I would. So maybe I'm alone out there in that thinking process because I'm old. Maybe that's why. Anyways, that's what I would do. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Okay, uh, Google. Google. Guys, we all know the, you know who Google is. Had blowout earnings. 
Okay, and they are pretty much a key driver in the past months of the NASDAQ, right? You know, they're huge, right? We all know that. What was interesting about their earnings is they were able to expand their profit margins. Their margins are going up and have gone up for five straight quarters. Now, we don't talk about that a lot on this Invest Talk show, but profit margins are very, very important. You know, you want to see a company whose margins are stable or increasing, not shrinking. If you see margins shrinking, that means competition is either eating their lunch and they have to reduce prices to compete, or costs are going up. Something is going on cause them to have shrinkage in their margins. When they have expansion in the margins, it's just the opposite. Hey, they're able to either contain costs or... They're comp- they're, they are the leaders, and they can charge what they want and get away with it or, or whatever. But Google's margins are increasing. And you know they own YouTube, right? And try to remember how why I like Google versus Facebook is I like Google because they sell advertisement on search engines. And these search engines are something that you, the consumer, want. You use them to find things. Facebook. That's just an exchange of information, Facebook, and they put ads on the exchange information. That's how they make money, and you have to put up with the ads. It's not something you want to see, whereas on Google, you're doing search, and you want to see what they're advertising. That's why I like that difference is what I like about Google over Facebook. doesn't mean Facebook is something you should never own or anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying why I like Google over Facebook. I like the YouTube, I like Google Cloud, I like what they're doing. They're doing a lot of things that are impressive in my personal point. Okay, let's play another voice bank question. This came in on Saturday, and that works because the InvestTalk voice bank never closes. Hey, Stephen, Justin, this is Art from Tucson. Love the show, been listening for a while now and listen regularly. Looking at a small company, United States Lime and Mineral, USLM. They have both a construction materials play and a natural gas play. And um, I'm just interested in your thoughts. And that's USLM. Thanks. Hope to hear on the show. It's a $679 million company. So that would be a small cap, not a micro cap, but a small cap company. Manufactures lime, limestone products for construction, sanitation, agriculture, water treatments, industries out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, let's see. Their sales growth with 31% growth in this June quarter. This quarter just ended. Before that was 8% for the first two quarters before that. And, of course, the, the COVID quarters are shrinkage, so. I like it. They're going to make, uh, they made $5 a share in 2020, and it's $120 stock. So it's not cheap, okay? But I like the sales growth up 31%. I think that's impressive, and I like the area. You know, I, I like the, remember, I'm, I'm, I've been pounding the table for months and months and months, so it's Justin, about commodities, and this is a commodity play. So uh, it's fallen recently. Is it a good time to pick it up? Let's see. I think so. Looks like it fell to about 112 or so, and now it's 120 trying to make its way back up. 
Now, it's a bit expensive, but you're hoping that the growth will make up for it. Okay? Thanks for the call. That was USLM. USLM. Okay, on almost every podcast, I like to reserve a minute or so to talk about KPP Financial. You know, Justin Klein and I uh, own KPP Financial. We're based in Irvine, California, which is, you know, Orange County between L.A. and San Diego County. I live in San Juan Capistrano. The office is in Irvine, which is 20 minutes from me up the street and heading north. Um, so, on, and, and Vestock, we, you know, we, ha- we, we operate under certain principles here. Independent thinking, shared success. We are on the same table as our clients. We buy and sell the same things for ourselves as we do for them. We, we don't, we buy the same percentage, same price, buy and sell. Uh, we don't try to upsell anybody or try to push them anywhere. We just want to match our, your personal risk tolerance with the risk of your portfolio. We'll help you do that. If, if you, you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we won't try to sell it. You got to let us manage. No, we don't do that. We want to, of course, but, you know, I tried. We tried it's a very soft touch as far as getting clients. We get clients because we want to demonstrate to you that we know what we're doing. That's basically it. Not that we can sell some product that makes, you know, will make you tons and tons of money. That's not how we do it. You know, you invest in the stock market. The stock market has risk. This is how you can reduce the risk. This is how you increase the risk. And this is what we want to do for you because you don't like a lot of risk. Or you like a lot of risk. Whatever it is you you individually want. So, Take a, if you want to contact us and take, have us take a look at your portfolio, just send me an email at investtalk.com. Go to the West Hot website. Just hit the contact us button. It's all over the place. You can easily get a hold of us. Okay? My phone lines are open, everybody. If you happen to be listening in the San Francisco Bay Area on AM 1220, we're on the radio. We're live, 888-99-CHART. The inflation we are now experiencing in 2021 is disturbing and eerily reminiscent of what we went through in the 1970s. So, with inflation impacting all areas of the global economy, how should investors adjust their strategy to take advantage of emerging opportunities? You'll get the answer to this and other key questions at the free InvestTalk Wealth Webinar investing in an inflationary world. This important online event is hosted by InvestTalk's Justin Klein and Steve Peasley, and it's happening on Thursday, November 18th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. At this InvestTalk Wealth webinar, you'll learn about the historical precedents for inflationary periods, how various asset classes perform in rising price environments, and the best opportunities for investment when interest rates rise. The InvestTalk Wealth Webinar, Investing in an Inflationary World, is free, but you've got to register. Go to investtalk.com, scroll down to the November 18th free webinar button, and click to register. Yes, hi, Steve and Justin. My name is Serafio. I'm calling from Ohio. I've been a listener for the past six months, and you guys have been instrumental in my quest to become financially literate. My question is about dollar cost averaging for a portfolio of individual stocks. 
I have already maxed out all my retirement accounts consisting of mutual funds. In June, I opened a taxable account with 30K and I've been adding 2K a month. I am somewhat okay with the fundamental analysis. So I now have 16 well diversified, stable growth and value stocks that are not in any of my mutual funds. My plan is to hold 18 to 20 for long term. Almost all of my positions have appreciated. So when I put more, my average cost basis goes up. Would that be okay if I just keep on working in positions that have at least a 25% safety margin based on discounted cash flow or target price? Not that I'm good at it, but are there simple technical indicators to guide me? Thank you very much. And I'll wait for your answer on the podcast. Well, it sounds like you're doing the right things. Not too much of any one stock. You know, 15 to 20 is fine. We have we have 33. You don't want to buy more than about 5% of any one stock. That means you have about 25 stocks total. Um, and, yeah, we remember, we like the fundamentals first, not the technicals. Technicals only tell you where to buy or where to sell. Basically, that's what technicals tell you. That tells you people are accumulating or buying in more and there might be upward pressure on the stock or the opposite. Depending on which technicals you're reading, there's a lot of them. But technical every, technical analysis, baby, everybody, is just looking at the movement of the stock price, the past movement of the stock price. Last year, three years, five years, we always start off with a daily chart for one year and go from there. And we apply all kinds of technical studies on top of that, okay? Um, but, you know, fundamental analysis first. Don't worry about the technicals too much, uh, especially if you're dollar cost averaging in your positions and you're trying to get into positions. But once you get into them, then you have to manage the portfolio. And that takes a little effort and knowledge. But you got a great start there, it sounds like to me. So congratulations. I think it's great. Okay. Um, so what, what, what should we talk about everybody? We have more earnings coming out. We're right in the heart of the earnings season right now. And it will start to taper off by the end of the month. So we're, we've noticed, have you noticed the financials have been pretty strong? Technical, uh, the tech companies have been pretty strong and the, um, heavy industries, commodities have been pretty darn strong as far as earnings. I think that it's going to basically continue. I don't, you know, tell, tell there's a reason that to, for it to stop, okay? There is no really basic reason for it to stop. Inflation is still with us. I think it's going to stay with us. What's really interesting, as I talked about on uh, today's um, uh, 12 o'clock little uh, Invest Talk quick show uh, about, uh, why gold isn't moving when inflation is pretty high? Why gold? Well, why is it? the dollar's going up? That's one reason. Why is the dollar going up when we have supply chains and problems and all of that? Well, because you compare the dollar with other currencies around the world, they're having worse problems. So, so dollar's pretty strong, inflation's pretty strong, and gold hasn't moved much at all over the year. I still think it will. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. Give me a call, 888 99Chart. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. 
So don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART, everybody. That's our number. Appreciate you being with us. Let's go to a live call. Let's talk to James in New York. James. How are you tonight? Good. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'd like to ask about uh, Bank of America, BAC. Uh, I have a small position, uh, very small, probably 1% of my portfolio that I'm considering adding to. Um, I don't know if there may be uh, an attractive entry point for me to add to that position, or is it a good time to just add now? Well, it broke out to a higher highs, uh, and it was kind of chattering for months between 36 and 44 or so, and now it broke out to 47. So if you're going to buy some, you know, is it down today? If it's down again tomorrow, I might add, because it's broken out above all resistance. If it pulls back, it'll probably pull back in that same area between 39 and 43. And that's also a place where you would buy it. Um, it's not cheap anymore, but it's neither expensive either. So, and the Fed is going to raise rates. Raising rates is not going to kill the banks. As long as the Fed does it slowly, the banks can adjust and they'll make plenty of money. They don't, it won't be bothering them at all. So don't worry about that. The only thing you really worry about is that when's the next recession going to hit? And that's pretty, that's down the road. We don't know when that's coming. So. No, I think you could add to it. Just do it gently. 1% is pretty low. You know, try to get to three, I think, over time. Don't do it all at one time, though. Appreciate the call. Thank you. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. The U.S. Federal Communication Commission, FCC, banned with a 4-0 vote a new China company, China Telecom Corporation. That is like, what, the fourth one? They banned uh, Huawei Tech and... So, several others, okay? Despite this, remember, this is FCC. This is Biden's FCC, and Biden is trying to be nice to China, okay? Trying to smooth out some of the rough edges that uh, Trump left behind. But the FCC is still, you know, it's attacking China companies. And apparently, they're, they're not going to just stop there. Okay, they're moving toward ending authorization for another China Unicom and China, ComNet. I mean, there, there's several things they're attacking. So there's going to be more. There are going to be more. Uh, they state, the FCC has stated, the main reason is because these companies are owned and controlled by the Chinese government and could be used against us. That's what they're saying, and we know all that. Do we? Do you not know that? I know that. We all know that already. So they're really concerned over surveillance and misrouting of telephone and data traffic as these companies try to get more and more and more entrenched into our communication system. And they're saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, and I don't think that's going to stop. I think it's going to get be more. There's going to be more attacks, not less. So, and I, I don't think uh, the administration can stop it because these are, you know, this is a, <laughs> you, you can't just say to one of the divisions of our government, stop doing that. Yeah, you, know, you can't, you know, even if you are the 
the president of the United States. You can't. You can only influence. You can't make them stop investigating and stop doing things. And so I, I think it's I, I actually what I'm more concerned out concerned with is you, the investor. Be very careful what stocks you own that are Chinese based. Be very careful. I think the attacks are going to continue, not stop. Okay. 888-99-CHART. Do you know that I don't think I ever got to this uh, average retirement savings by age? Between ages 20 and 29, the average retirement saving is $15,000. Okay. Uh, how about how about age 60 to 69? $229,000. Just let you know, that's not enough for most people in the United States to live. Maybe if you live in the Midwest, where it's inexpensive. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Top program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. You can get them free at any time, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we would like you to rate and review us on iTunes. Okay? Please. Tell everybody. Independent thinking, share success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. <laughs>